It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday. We're nearing the end of the week, a big week of sports. Our Black Ferns take on the Wallaroos in Adelaide. The All Blacks take on Argentina. Pablo Matera, where it is, uh, interview on Aroha's news and uh, talking about the All Blacks pack done a job on South Africa and they're expecting a big one. Come Saturday, I'm sure Argentina will be right up for it. And the best, of it, best thing about Argentina Test match lads, the crowds. Oh, they are so passionate. They are so passionate, Kempi. They just get vocal. They embrace it, and they are just such lovely people. The Argentinian people, mate. Oh, very special. You been to an Argentina Test match, Kempi? Not a not a Test match, but like you know. I watched uh, Hugo Porter down in Taranaki um, play Taranaki when they came over in his day, and yeah, mm. man, it was any game in Taranaki that sticks out, and I've been to a few of them. Yeah. That's the one that sticks mm. out is when Taranaki played Argentina. Yeah, they are very special. Playing over there, it's something different, man. Going the game, you've got about oh, about twenty guys on a motorcycle with shotguns, bazookas, and everything to take us <laughs> to the stadium. It is crazy. But the whole drive to the stadium, you just start up and about like, wow, watching these guys on their bikes do do their thing. And, oh, it's a good match. And I'm looking forward to Saturday. Headlong and sit in the stands. I actually rang my best mate. He's coming down from Auckland, Henry. You know, you know, Henry boys. Yeah. The, uh, the Oracle. The Oracle. He knows a, a thing or two about, well, dating. And he's taught Joe a few things in his time. Um, he's coming down. And he said to me, bro. I was like, why? And he goes, I've never watched a game with you in the stands. I was like, nah. I know, I've only ever watched one game and you weren't there. So he was like, um, oh, so we're going to sit in the stands and watch a test match together. So it'll be be enjoyable, lads, and looking forward to um, seeing seeing what the boys can do. A few messages before we get to Ken Laban. We're just trying to track him down. Tui Vasa could do with a couple of outings before the World Cup. His ability to get across the advantage line with his footwork and also able to provide an offload behind the defence could be a point difference for our back line. Kempi? I look. I think he's seen he will, enough. Yeah, I think he will get a, a shot by the end of the year, and I think he'll get more than one shot. I think 
you know, come uh, the Northern Tour, especially they'll 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 blood them before the World Cup. Yeah. So you know, it's just unfortunate circumstances given that they lost the Irish Test, that they were backs against the wall up mm-hmm. in Alice um, Park. Getting this team sort of right now has taken precedent, I guess, over some future plans, which were to give the likes of. Um, Roger and Leicester, you know, opportunities in the side as young players coming through. But I still think go going north, they, they get the, they get their crack. Both those players. Mm, okay, yeah, I I really thought, yeah RTSA, RTSA. It's an interesting one. Like we've seen we've seen quite a lot in the Super Rugby. He's had a chance against Bad Plenty. They obviously didn't get the job done there, but just love to see him get some consistent game time. And I know Louis, you, you love having a conversation about this. Is RTS play what him is his best on position? The wing. Play him? Where do you play him? Wing? I just, I mean, it's almost like the horse is bolted at this stage. I just feel like mm. this might be one of the great what ifs if he doesn't kick on for a great all back career because he just seemed like he was a layup, didn't he? He seemed like he had all the tools, but I just still. Is his kick that bad? Is he that bad under the high ball? Like, what what are they what are they seeing in camp that we're not seeing and we can't work out from the outside? Is he? Oh, if you think about it, maybe the outside ranks are quite stacked. They're quite stacked, and there's just talent galore there. That that might be one. Uh, one of the reasons is the Blues lacked a second five, so they needed someone to play there, and that's how they they moulded him into the second. Five. I'm I'm like you, man. I'd love to see him with a bit of space and a bit of ball in hand and. And see what he's able to do. Like the best step in the NRL when he was playing, mate. You're breaking ankles left, right, and centre. And, and at 12, you probably can't see it. You see little bits of it just before he gets towards the defence line. He does that little shimmy, and, and he's he's done really well in certain situations. But just a little bit more time. It is a different position, and at fullback because you've got to relieve a lot of pressure. You've got to have a have a boot because once you get in those kicking jewels. That's when you you got to make those good decisions. So we haven't seen him do it in league. Fullbacks don't kick, so it's that unknown. But I thought I think he's got the skill sets to go back there and and perform for sure. Um, so yeah, interesting one. Why didn't the NZR have a Christchurch double header? ABs and Blackburns would a hundred percent sold out. And some that was from Brad. Oh, totally agree, Brad. That would have been a great scenario and a great competition to be able to watch our two. Women's and the All Blacks playing there. I th- I can only point it to the World Cup and selection that they needed to get the game done a week earlier so they can um, uh, get the World Cup. But they could have played last week's in Adelaide and yeah. this week back in Christchurch. That could have worked That's for sure. Right. So I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind that, Louis. But I can only point to the World Cup. Maybe selections. They're naming the team next Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, it's soon enough, and there's, look, they're going to mm. give they're giving a lot of the sevens women a, a, a proper crack at Five it. Five weeks which, out, which is really cool. Look, I, don't, I just think it's poor organisation, Kempe. It's just not a lot of foresight organisationally because Brad's exactly right. You need to do everything you can to be building the profile. The other thing I've seen a lot of criticism about this week, or well, actually heading into last week's test for the Black Ferns, is that the Rugby World Cup is pretty much based up in this part of the country and the South Island feels like they're missing out a little bit. Can you pass me one of those Rugby World Cup? Uh, we've got these things dropped in here. Let's just have a look. Kimpy, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it should be around the country, right? Well, it's a, oh, it's a World oh. Cup, and it's a celebration of rugby in the country, so it should be from, you know, we've got stadiums from Dunedin through 
Otatahi uh, up to Nelson. You so know, Eden all, all of our NPC teams play throughout the country. So we've got Eden Park, Northland Event Centre and Waitakere Stadium. And I guess that is logistics-based and not wanting to have to commute too much. But I wonder if there was any part of, you know, the Christchurch fan base that just wanted... You know, I don't know. I don't know. But if there was a World Cup going to be there that they could promote and sell tickets for, would that have made a difference? I'm not sure. I've seen a lot of criticism about it, is he? Oh, I've seen a lot too, and I can't understand it. I can only pinpoint it to costs. It always comes back to money, costs. You got to travel. You got to, you got a hotel. These these girls have got to be put in hotels, and, and it shouldn't be like that. This is a major World Cup, and Ruby Tooby's come out, and she's already said, I, I, I reckon New Zealand doesn't understand how big this is, how big this opportunity is for women's rugby and women's sport around the world. We're showcasing it on our on our doorstep. The next one's in England, and that will be. You've seen the crowds over there. When they play Six Nations, sold out. Sold out. So this is an opportunity to really rally behind the girls. And I don't know about you boys, but from what I'm seeing, I'm getting excited. I am getting excited. These these women players have been given all the tools, all the resources, the backing from NZR, which is great. Love it. The backing to get everything they need go over here uh, and do the job come five weeks time when they take on the Wallaroos at Eden Park mate um, we nearly, we really need to rally behind them and get behind I'm, I wish they had games down here Louis I wish I, they did and I, I reckon someone needs to explain why they haven't because I don't know about you but I haven't heard any reasoning for it yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I think your your um, assumption around cost is probably okay, boys. Can I just we're just hearing we're, we're not uh, having any luck pinning Ken Labor down, but do you mind if I read you and everybody on 811 and double eight double three the intro I had written for him and just actually put it to you because we were going to ask Ken about this, but I think everybody here is more than qualified to chime and help us out. We don't have Ken, but we do have a rugby public. The reason we were going to chat to Ken was because, and this I'll read it for what I've written for Ken. There's about as much footy on as ever there has been before. We've got everything from this weekend rep footy. I know uh, North Canterbury are taking on Ellesmere for the Shield out there, which is such a big clash, really important to those regions. We've got first 15 code starting to come to the pointy end of the season. Uh, under 85s, I think they're at the semifinals. We've got Heartland, MPC, Palmer Cup. We've got the Test Match Rugby. I'm sure I've left some out there, and this is just rugby, not even speaking about league, Kempe, which I'm not sure if there are still league competitions going on, but I dare say there would be. So I was going to ask Ken, we we're, we're going to get Ken on and ask him, is the standard across the board at a really healthy place? Because when the when the All Blacks were under the pump and getting towed up, we kept saying, oh, do we have the cattle? Yes, we do. But then we would also say, oh, but it's not quite the golden era at the elite stage. But what about out in the public, in the rugby public? Do we think across the board in our competitions, we've got even competitions for men and women that are actually producing enough depth and a wide range of rugby skills across the board. And I know Ken watches about as much rugby as anyone, so that's what we were going to put to him. But what do you think on 0800-150-811? What do you guys think, MB? I always think there's enough talent and depth in here because I see what happens throughout the NRL with their recruitment strategy and also with the Super Super Rugby NPC here. So we've got lots of kids, and especially I think the – I think the number as far as women's growth in rugby league is around 30% at the moment annually. So women in sport across the board is becoming more prominent, you know, not just on the football field but also off the football field. So um, when you're asking about depth and competitions, like the under-85s competition is a real cool one. 
Very cool. You know, you've gone and mm. got a little bit innovative around how do we attract more members to play football. And as that maturation problem that we have up here, especially in Tamaki, where our, our younger kids are a lot bigger, especially our Polynesian kids, I've gone, well, let's create some grades and some competition around New Zealand and under 85 competition. I know a young kid who's a good mate of my son's who plays in that competition, and mate, he raves about it, you know, playing against guys his own size. So depth-wise, yep, I think it is. Um, around the World Cup and why they play it in one stage, it's definitely got to do with money. You know, because there's obviously host rights and and costs associated with it. Um, so you just have, I, look, you can't. I suppose you can't have it all your own way. There's this, you know, there's got to be some cost that that has to be considered. And when you've got an all black team and a and a and a black ferns team that are going okay, man, that must there must be so much outgoing with that. Is is all I can think about why they're just playing those games up here and. In the North Island. Well, there's a couple of messages as you'll just get to you in a second. Uh, Goose says it wasn't based around COVID in case of uncertainty. But then Dave says, um, and I don't know how much this got to with Mark Robinson, Dave, but he just wants to put the boot in and say he should be sacked um, because the Women's Cricket World Cup managed to be all around the country in way more trying conditions with COVID. So is there a performance aspect that's missed here from, I don't know though, wouldn't it be a world rugby event, not New Zealand rugby? And then somebody says, well, the Women's Rugby World Cup falls in the school holidays. Perhaps there was an assumption that families would travel north to see the games. Well, that's not really good enough, is he? Nah, nah, mate. Like, oh, and then the COVID excuse, oh, I'm over that. I know, like, that's, that's the world's opening up. Go around the world, it's back to normal and everyone's just getting along. Like, honestly, there was a... You know, we I think we we did extremely well to do what we've done, but we just got to move on. So that COVID, if it is COVID, wow, it's, yeah, because the cricket World Cup they went around the whole country. And your question on on the rugby, I reckon we've got enough cattle. I think there's plenty of cattle. We just don't have any 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 trophy bulls. We just don't have any trophy bulls that'll go to the sales and just sell for plenty. That's what I reckon. I reckon do you think they're out there somewhere though? Like the NRL scouts find them. Uh, they are, and if they if they are out there, they're they're not being seen. But you look at our under twenties, and we've spoken about it before. And our age grades, we haven't we've always traditionally won the competition. Gone over there, we've come third, and we haven't really won the tournament for. I don't even know the last. I think it was when Razor was coaching, we won the last tournament there, the under twenties. So that's where you get an inkling of where we're at. In the girls' side, I think we're we're flying. Yeah, I think the talents there, we are flying. But in the men's side. I just think there's plenty of cattle, we just don't have any trophy bulls. And the participation in the women's game is growing, uh, and I, I kind of take this away, and I, I do know that the participation has struggled on the other side of it, um, but I was kind of less meaning the participation, more about the actual quality across the competitions. There's so many competitions, and I think the MPC this year is shown with Otago at the top, and um, teams going well and teams, like I feel like there's been a real evenness. Northland also play well, even Southland, really competitive. I think that there's a competitive nature of the MPC, which is really impressive. And I just wanted to know from Ken, you know, was that gonna, was that the same across the board? And um, is, you know, people on the ground, like Izzy, when you went and watched your nephew play in the weekend, were you impressed at the standard? Like I know it's hard to remember what sort of standard it was when you were playing that level and, you know, we always like to throw yeah. back to the Halcyon days and the great days, but were you impressed with the kids' catch and pass skills and that stuff? Yeah, I was very impressed. It was it was awesome to go back and watch, eh, the under-14s and under-15s. Just just mem- memories come flooding back. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it was awesome, bro. And the talent is very good. There's so much talent. My nephew in the Hawks Bay, he's a good little player, little Gabe Dihar there, one to watch. But there was plenty in the Hastings boys. But I was awesome watching my Lindisfarne. They were just, uh, I spoke to the coach afterwards, Matt Kitty says, boys, we're not going to match them with talent, but we will match them with um, our work ethic and, and our attitudes. And they went out there and they just went hard. Bunch of you know, Pākehā farmers from the Hawks Bay just really doing the job and, and, and getting it done. So, uh, yeah. There you go. It's, um, one I, I think what people are missing here, I think what people are missing here is the talent is always here. All right? So what's changed since 1995 is that expectations through professionalism has pushed up the mindset of not just the, the people that are professional players but also the people that watch professional sport. The talent is the same when you're going into rural countries, um, rural country to watch footballers play. They don't go straight into professional systems and, and crack it overnight, if you remember pre-1995. So what people's expectations now are when they're watching rural sport is that they should be pre- pre- um, performing like they are professionally when they're watching them on TV and stuff. And I think that's unfair. I think that's why the NRL recruitment strategy in New Zealand is so successful because they know they've got to take them out of New Zealand and give them the time to develop and why we've got so many kids coming through that system. So when you ask about talent, yes, we, of course we have talent. We always are going to have talent with the oval ball. The difference is 1995 when rugby turned professional has, has changed everyone's expectation when they're watching a kid play for Lindisfield, for instance, for Waitara High School, for instance, because they think they should be hitting the straps at that age, which was never the case when I turned turn pro. You know what I mean? It takes a while to get there. Yeah, nice, Kempi. I've had a couple of messages through here on the hotline. Uh, put the boot into NZR for this. They've half-assed it. They'd never, ever do it for the men's game around the Women's Rugby World Cup. And yes, a little bit of uh, acknowledge that it is an issue with World Rugby as well as NZR, but the cut price um, pitch that New Zealand Rugby put up was why WUR World Rugby are so into it. Um, and that's really sad. A text here, hey, will we fill, will the Women's World Cup fill in park? I don't think the depth is there quite there in the Palmer Cup teams, maybe too, too many men's teams as well. I don't know, will the Women's Rugby World Cup fill in park? Uh, looking at the Christchurch crowd, I'd have to say absolutely not. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. Like, that's what I mean, like, Ruby Tui's comments. Like, yeah. Does it excite you? Does it excite you? I want to know. Double eight, double three. Does women's rugby and what we're seeing with the Blackburns, does that excite you enough to go along and support them? I'd hope so. I'd hope so. If, if there was an opportunity for me to go to the game, I'd be there in a blink of an eye. But I'd love to get a general consensus, general consensus of where everyone sits. Yeah. Mm. Oh, 0811. Are you coming? Oh, yeah. E- easy enough to fill 22 minutes, boys. Good stuff. And Mark, lads in Aroha, I forgot about the Southbridge Shield match this weekend. Ellesmere versus North Canterbury. I am now chasing my bets, so I challenge you this time, Louie. I'll take Ellesmere, you take North Canterbury. You can name the stakes. What should we be putting up here? Um, Child Cancer Foundation again. Well, it is our HRNZ and GRNZ day. So, Mark, I'm not as much as a high roller as Izzy, so I'll give you a 50. I'll give you a 50 on that. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Daggy. Do not oh, look mate, at I've me seen, like that. I've seen your multis. Oh, now you're a house owner, though. You've got to be responsible. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> 
That's right. I got nothing left. The bank's got it all. But Mark will take you up on that little 50 to the uh, Child Cancer Foundation. 22 minutes past eight. Here's Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Back with TAB.co.nz. Paulie Mawadi after this. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.